1: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening.
2: Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's December 2nd. The Monroe Doctrine was issued on this day in 1823. That makes it sound like somebody published a document that said the Monroe Doctrine up at the top, and it was a published piece of writing. Really, it was that President James Monroe gave his annual address to Congress. And in that address, he described some foreign policy decisions, and that came to be called the Monroe Doctrine. These Policy decisions were also heavily influenced by Secretary of State John Quincy Adams, who advocated not only for what these policies said, but also for them to exist at all. This whole thing grew out of Europe's colonization of the Americas, which is where the United States came from. A lot of these American colonies had then become independent from Europe. So the United States was independent from Britain. A whole collection of Latin American colonies had become independent from Spain in the years leading up to this. France had sold a lot of its North American territory to the United States and so on. At the time, the Russian Empire still controlled what's now Alaska, and there were worries that Russia would try to take over more territory outside what it already controlled. So the United States was concerned, concerned about Russia, concerned about European nations recolonizing the Americas. Britain actually had a lot of the same worries as the United States did about Russia, Spain, and France. And initially, Britain had proposed that Britain and the United States issue a joint statement. And that's one of the ways that John Quincy Adams played a part in all of this. He thought that a joint statement would make the United States look like a hanger-on, with Great Britain being the one doing all the work and making all the decisions and the United States just going along with whatever it was. So in this address before Congress, James Monroe articulated three main ideas. The first was that the world had two spheres of influence. The Americas were their own sphere outside of the European sphere of influence. The Americas were also not up for further colonization by European powers. And the United States would not interfere in the internal matters of other nations, including maintaining neutrality when it came to wars in Europe. The Monroe Doctrine did not, though, include anything to deter the United States' westward expansion through North America. When Monroe made this speech, though, the United States didn't really have the military might to enforce what the Monroe Doctrine was saying. And while other nations didn't really try to test it, the response from some of the world's other leaders was somewhere between dismissive and annoyed, because The United States was basically saying, you're not welcome here, without actually having the means to keep other people out. The points articulated in this address became known as the Monroe Doctrine by the 1850s, and they continued to influence American foreign policy for decades after that. President Theodore Roosevelt further built on the Monroe Doctrine in his annual messages to Congress in 1904 and 1905, saying that it wasn't just that the Americas were not open to colonization by Europe, but that also the United States had a responsibility to defend those nations of the Western Hemisphere. Thanks to Eves Jeffcoat for her research work on today's show and to Casey Pegram and Chandler Mays for their audio work. You can subscribe to the Stay in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for a trial that some places describe as political, but others describe as criminal. Depends on who you ask.